Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to A Water Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, Sean Walsh, as he does every week, Jude Summerfield. Hey man. Hey. How is it going? That's good, it's You're good. Right. Yeah. All swell? I am completely up to my elbows in Spurs. Yeah. Haven't said, haven't said that in a while. I know, right? Like, uh, big old injection there, over the last few games. I've Everyone's been... pumped. Yes. And absolutely off their, off their heads. I have never been so enthralled by going 1-0 down to the Lion City Sailors, <laughs> beating um, Shakhtar Donetsk 5-1 and then conceding three late goals to lose at Barcelona in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at least the Barcelona game was, you know, it was still felt like home comforts. There were there were three goals in the last 20 minutes that Spurs conceded. So. All I know is, you know, if Angel's coaching a rugby game, as you tend to in Australia, yes. then... If the game ended after 80 minutes and Spurs won 2-1. So you ever play rugby? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've not... been watching a lot of DJ Khaled memes at home recently, <laughs> so just wanted to get that one in there. Okay. Did yeah. DJ Khaled play rugby? Uh, no, but there is there is one time when he says, uh, you ever play rugby, and that's the... Wait, does he? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I must have missed this. I yeah. must have been out I'll there, say, though. I'll send it to you at some point. I'll send it to you at some yeah, point. Please, it's very important. Do. Very good, very important. But yeah, what were you saying about Andrew Rugby? Huh? I can't remember. Yeah. I'm sure it was important before I rudely interrupted but, <laughs> but yeah rudely, I mean, like, yeah. they had four games but um, I mean back to back 5-1 wins when they got the games on was was nice for yeah, sure yes good point yeah yeah. yeah. but um, I mean there's plenty of Barcelona stuff to uh, have a little look at do you want to start with Shakhtar or Barcelona first let's, yeah Barcelona, let's Barcelona, chronological oh, oh you want to start with Shakhtar might as well okay. yeah you, okay. were, you were there for, I was uh, there for the Shakhtar game so. I was at Tottenham 5 Shakhtar 1 it was very it was a preseason friendly but I think and the, these preseason friendlies at home 
they don't come around as often as they maybe used to. Like I feel like just because there's loads of preseason tours, your mind just kind of you forget that sometimes you actually mm-hmm. play at home. Like I I just come back from Porto a week ago, right? And we were there Thursday through to Monday. And it didn't even register with me to check if Porto were playing at home, even in a friendly house, because I just assumed, yeah. oh, like, somewhere in my mind, like, I didn't actively think it, but I just probably assumed Porto are somewhere on tour. They're, if they're not, like, doing some glamorous thing, then they're just in the kind of the Alps or something, doing mm-hmm. fitness work or something there. I went to a stadium tour on the Friday. You would not believe that Porto were playing a game the next day. There was no mention of, oh, come get your tickets, yeah. nothing like that. And then I was at a bar, a um, really picturesque bar, um, overlooking the river and I, t- I got to get a drink I turned around the TV and Porto are playing against Rio Vallecano and it's kind of like a, almost like a tribute game for Radamel Falcao and I'm just looking I'm like <laughs> god damn it anything to check so yeah but there's, I mean, there's, there's something kind of nice about these curtain raising friendlies I mean you can actually start to feel like the season's beginning a bit more mm. because when I mean when games are happening in the United States great for people over in the United States yeah. to see all the players and teams and whatever but it does feel like there's quite a divide, obviously. <laughs> you know, games are kicking off at like three or four in the morning or at like 11 or something like that. Yeah. So, um, I, I get what you mean, like the, the first home game in the, in the preseason or the only one, like it, it just gives you that, that feeling that, that the new start is just around the corner. And I think yes. um, that was probably palpable yes. at the stadium. Yes, especially for us and because there is now a lot of positivity behind Ange Postacoglu and what he's trying to do because you know there were, we there, swing back and forth <laughs> so quickly don't we it's pendulum like, just the Spurs fans well yeah so. I was going well, to say like not everyone was convinced at the time of his hiring mm. but I think those who were a bit more sceptical have at least been convinced to come and join the kind of positivity train that obviously if results don't match the performances that we've seen so far in pre-season then you can expect people to get off mm. uh, that's the be and end of football really but Everything that has happened so far this preseason, he's talked a good game. Spurs have looked really, really good in possession. There's players that I'm sure we'll come on to who we just didn't believe could play the way that we thought they could. Mm. So, you know, it's just coaching. What a novel idea, you know? Yeah. Oh, what a concept. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, I've liked, I've liked the first impressions I've had, to be honest. Like, he seems mm. pretty unflappable. Like, um, that, that shtick that he had with the Bayern report the other week, he... Uh, Gave a good hard man yes, response, yeah, which yeah. I was happy with. You know, it seems it almost seems like they might have got him in with that sort of thing in mind, knowing that you know yeah. he's just gonna be bloody minded and stick to his own um, stick to his own guns. Yeah, in that you know in that Kane situation, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like that he's not gonna take any shit. Yeah. And, um, we are playing front foot attacking football now which we saw nice. in the yeah. Shakhtar game and I think so from that Shakhtar game we the first half was a little bit quiet you got there were some nice moves where there's a little, nice little bit of interplay on the edge of the box we had a couple of half chances didn't create anything too outstandingly clear cut go ahead through a penalty one by James Madison with some quick feet which is nice to see Kane commits the pen and then towards the end of the first half Spurs take their foot off the accelerator a little Pierre-Emil Hoiberg has the now infamous hoof under <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Um, there's the clip going around now of Ange kind of just turning back. He just puts his head in his hands and goes, fucking hell. <laughs> and then within 30 seconds, Shakhtar have an equaliser. I'm not, uh, you know, I think that, I can't blame Hoiberg for that. The goal should have been stopped elsewhere, but mm. it, it didn't really help his case. And then 
Spurs were late out for the second half. They noticeably kept in for a couple of minutes longer. And she said at the end of the game, part of the reason was because he was trying to really enforce this point that it was not acceptable for the team to drop off the way they did and just set up a 1-0 on the edge of the first half because his, his kind of motto at Celtic was, we never stop. That was the kind of message that he rang to the players. It's something that the sports has picked up on. We never stop. And I think that was the message here. Like We're 1-0 up. There's a few minutes to the break, but that does not mean that you stop looking now. We can get another goal. We can be in an even better position. And it was really refreshing to see that kind of intent and to hear that kind of intent that that was not enough, that we need to not settle for 1-0. It's a good change of uh, perspective, isn't mm, it? Remember the days under Mourinho when it was go to 1-0 and defend for your life? Right, yeah, my, my memory's still relatively fresh on that. You know, <laughs> I think we've all tried little things here and there to, to forget about those particular dark days. But, um, I mean, I, I, I think the whole uh, defend your 1-0 lead plan should have been abandoned when Eric Dyer gave a pen away against Newcastle for that handball in the air. Whoever's doing this, stop it! You're yeah, ruining it. You kept going with it, but um, you know, I, I like watching my football teams when they try and score goals. Um, and there is something pretty, like you know, nice and bloody-minded about a Conte team when it comes together like it did in the first bit. Yeah. Um, for the main part, as we sort of saw, it gets pretty um, turgid and toxic pretty pretty quickly. Um, and I think Spurs will probably, you know, win a, a fair few more games this season because of this new approach than uh, than give more away I feel um, although that said I mean like the defending is still subpar so we'll see about that one <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I'm not entirely convinced yes so I think it was quite evident to see why a giant physical freak like Mickey van der Ven has been signed and I know Edmund Tapsworth seemed like was the primary target but I think specifically with the way that Ange is trying to set the team up I feel like I understand why Van der Ven was the one they went to pull the trigger on because he has he's a bit raw as a prospect which I don't know if you want a raw sense back that's quite a that's quite a big thing yeah, to deal with yeah, um, but you know if the best case scenario happens and he you know he becomes a bit more dominant in the air as his height would suggest that he should if he can become one of the best recovery defenders in the world then we're on, yeah. we're on to a winner here. Well, that's what we know he's got to, to start with. He's got, you know, he's quick, he's fast. That's, he's all, got that's pace. all you really need, you know? Yeah. Acceleration, agility, he's got it all in the pace department anyway. Mm. And then the rest <laughs> of it, we've got to still sort of see what's what's here and there. We'll work on it. But um, I think, yeah, you can see like how high Spurs play up the pitch and sort of how frequently in that Shakhtar game and in the Barcelona game, which we'll get to, but um, they, were, they were pinging balls over the top. And I think Spurs sort of dealt with it reasonably well well enough in in the moment but you could sort of see like oh that's a sort of moment where I know a Land City or an Arsenal will probably pick you off when they've got in behind so quickly already and having somebody with that sort of recovery pace like like Mickey might mm. might um help just uh I don't know stave off some of those attacks which would be good um and it's a position that Spurs have needed strengthening for a while so I think a lot of people will be happy that there's some fresh blood in there yeah because fucking hell it's been a while we need, need a few more really yeah but, then, but I think it's something I pointed out a few weeks ago like, this is not a problem that's going to be solved in one window this is no, going to be no. I imagine that Spurs will still be targeting defenders next summer as well well yeah because they'll need they'll need to because they'll just need the, the, the quality of depth and you know we still have to see if Van der Ven can adjust and then actually perform in the Prem but what we do know is that like there are centre defenders in Spurs squad who 
have played Premier League football for a while but aren't really of that standard anymore mm. if you go to them like especially now when they might not suit the uh, style of play yeah and it strikes me as someone that's, that doesn't really care about that kind of experience he thinks that he's he's thinking mm. okay how is the best way I'm going to win this match it's going to be with the players that fit this system the best it's why I wouldn't be totally shocked if Van der Ven did start against Brentford but I wouldn't bet on it either mm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it's it's him or Ben Davis, isn't it? Really, I don't I don't think uh, you don't, you don't think someone played their way back into contention last night. I don't. You think that was um, a shop window thing? <laughs> I, I know people. I've seen people kind of be fooled, like, oh, maybe we can use them. It's like, no, no, not, that, that's not the, the thing. Not yeah. the point. No, <laughs> not doing this so again. You, no, you, I think you could sort of see by the team that they put out against Barcelona that you know they probably weren't gonna. Uh, I mean, a lot of them probably won't start against yeah Brentford on Sunday. And that's you know that's fine. At least it gets plenty of legs in there, or just minutes into their legs. And some people did impress. I'm just not sure mm. if um, I'd, I'd go that yeah. that hard heavy over. Yeah. Let's quickly wrap up on Shakhtar just so we can move on to that because that, was, that feels like the more fun one. The the four two loss seems weirdly more fun still went than the five one defeat. Mm. No, sorry, than the five one win. Sorry. Um, so in the second half against Shakhtar, Kane scores three more goals. Well taken goals. The Madison cross for his second really really reminded me of Christian Eriksen it was almost kind of a carbon copy of a goal I've seen a hundred million times before yeah we just don't we, we haven't had that player who's got into that kind of position recently anyway what and, a treat eh? and delivered quality yeah 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 what a treat exactly um, I don't want to just keep banging on about hopeless crosses mm. into the box but you know that's what Spurs have been dealing with for a, a fair bit um, but what Ericsson did do really, really well when he was at Spurs was, you know, sort of peel off into those areas, mm. just looking for those um, those angles, just to, just just you know whip the ball just, over they're the just, first player. It's so just, aesthetically pleasing. And well. all, yeah, and it's there are those crosses where if somebody just gets a little nod on it, then mm. there's absolutely sort of nothing that a, a defense or a goalie can do. This is the pace is on the ball, and it's just yeah, the yeah. Um, and obviously that's a that's a whole avenue that Spurs haven't really like. Uh, Exploited over the last few years, per se, mm. it's just side to side. Um, but I think he's gonna be. I, 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 I'm really excited about him. You know, he's playing purely as a ten now. Like, I, I think he's gonna come up with assists galore. Well, you see, have you seen the average formation from that Shakhtar game? Well, I've got foot mob up, and that's turned me four three. Let me get this picture. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll describe it sure. to the audience. So, what we got is it's basically it's the two centre backs. It's the two fullbacks really narrow, right next to the central midfielders, two deep midfielders in Hoiberg and Saar. And then Kuliszewski and Son high and wide as the wingers. And then Kane is basically alongside Madison as like this floating number 10, mm. number 9 kind of forwards. Mm -hmm. I thought that was quite interesting, that shape. It is, yeah. You just. I guess it's, it's nice, nah, okay. I'm just sort like of wondering how. Um, I mean, obviously. I do. I do think as uh, I'm explaining it as sort you start of drawing on my phone like it's yeah. the, 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 the Monday football iPad. Well, yeah, you, you sort Just of see, see Kane and Madison in one line, don't you? And I think as they sort of start playing together a bit more, I'd imagine that you know that that ten there, Kane will sort of approach the. Uh, just the D of the box there and start getting forward a bit more yeah. this was the first game it looked like they, they figured out how to coexist because they were the, the first couple of friendlies they looked like they were getting each other's way a little bit yeah yeah that one against West Ham in, in particular mm. like the first 45 or so was a little bit uh, was a bit tricky to to see but yeah I like that they're just going to stick Kulisevsky and Son really really high whenever they can like uh, 
I feel like we we lost a lot of Kuliseski last year just because he, he he couldn't quite take people on one on one like he did in that first half season. Yeah, I did. I didn't think that he had an amazing first half Kuliseski, but I thought after the break it was probably the best he's looked in months and months. Yeah, I think he started. He added a bit more variety. Like he did the thing where you know that he's favouring his left foot, but he used that to his advantage so that he can jink his body to go on the outside or play the reverse ball. He, like the the ball he played through for Kane's hat trick goal that was. Yeah. So, I think I, I tweeted at the time that a big dependent on how good Spurs are this season. I feel is are they getting the best out of Son and Kulusevski? Now, naturally, they aren't actually amazing fits for Postecoglou's system because Postecoglou likes touchline wingers, and he likes the fullbacks to come in versus instead. So this led to, led to my brain galaxy theory that Kulusevski should start right back and Son should start left back. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, in all seriousness, it's a bold one. You don't think he's going to do that? No, I've seen enough of Sol as a left wing back. I think we all have. That's a good point, actually. Um, (laughs) But yes, I think that's kind of a little tactical tweak that we might have to work on. But I think the second half proved that they can do that if they really had to. So Mm. let's see how they go from there. Um, And then I think the notable thing post-match was Postcog was bombarded with questions about Kane's future, Bayern's latest bid, the yeah, we scored fake deadline, goals, blah blah. <laughs> he, he, made, he, made the po- he made the point, which is kind of this basic theory that if Kane can score as many goals as he had in the last few years playing in really defensive systems, where he's really upped his game and he's had to carry the attacking load and the creative load as well. Imagine if that burden was lessened. Imagine if Spurs just created more chances. He only finished six goals behind Haaland last season, mm. playing for the worst Spurs team in about fifteen years. Yeah. So. Would it shock you if he rivaled Haaland for the Golden Boot again? Um, no, I mean, yeah, ri- rivaling. I, I suppose I'd be a bit. I'd, I'd be a bit. Uh, it's just because Haaland was so far ahead so early on, wasn't it? It is, but sort of, like it was never. Kane really got, got thirty as well. Close, yeah. like, so there were there were spells in the season yeah. where he was bet- in better form. Yeah, than it's his joint best tally ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what, like 2017, 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Spurs were ridiculous, yeah. And like Spurs were a lot better in 2017, 18 as well. Yes. Um, so yeah, I I totally agree, and I think he'll he'll still get plenty of chances now that um, the uh, the emphasis is a bit more on driving forward and actually looking to use space a bit better than uh, than has been the case before. Um, yeah. Was it, was there anything you know particularly notable about you know Kane's on field antics? Regarding Bayern, because I saw a few people being like, "Oh, could be a potentially uh, significant yeah, walk around the stadium." Well, yeah, there was a, there was a thing that, that we've got, seen a yeah, million it, times before. Well, that's, that's the thing. So he got subbed <laughs> off in the 80th minute. He clapped the fans. The fans gave him this huge ovation. He got huge ovation before the match. He got a huge ovation after every single goal. He got a huge ovation as he went off. The message is clear: we don't want you to go. Uh, I think people were just trying to make something out of nothing because you're right. He does that every game. When he was clapping at the end, he was waving to people. I believe that he was waving to his family in the box because it was his daughter's birthday, I think. Oh, yeah. So that was the reason there. It's nothing to do with it means he's leaving because as it's been widely reported, he, we don't, no one knows yet. My inkling is he'll stay. That Bayern's new bid, which is supposed to be about £95 million, still won't be enough. The Spurs still want north of 100 But I, I don't as much as Kane wants his future to be sorted by the Brentford game and there's it's been widely reported that if it if he's here for the Brentford game he'll be here for the season uh, my feeling is that's not going to the saga's not just going to end 
Mm. I know Bayern Munich have said, or they've intimated that they will go after other targets if they haven't got Kane by then. But my question to that is, why would they have not done that already? If, if, yeah. if Spurs have been so firm, I know Bayern have this irrational confidence they can do it, but Spurs have been so firm, and at this point, Kane is then their number one guy. And if they don't get Kane this summer, then they'll try and get him next summer. Why would another striker want to talk so freely? Now, I guess the, yeah. the, the situation is you go to Bayern for a year, you never know what could happen. But it would just feel like a weird, you are clearly the second choice thing. And it, it feels like they'd be kind of, I don't think it'd be a top target like Colin Warren. It feels like it would be an opportunistic thing like a, a Vlahovic or, in a funnier world, Lukaku. Or a hot salu. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like that one for Real Madrid? I mean, <laughs> I thought that was a bit sort of like stop gappy, was it not? <laughs> you mean, don't, you don't think the Bundesliga equivalent of that? I'm not sure. Fulkrug, I guess. Yesling, yeah, yeah, Fulk, yeah, that's the guy. Fulkrug. It's going to be Fulkrug actually. I'm that's sure. that's a good point. It would make more sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I would have thought that if, um, if Bayern were fully intent on making this thing happen this summer, they would have put up the fee that they, they knew um, Spurs would need to sell this, this. Uh, this window you stop banging the table yeah just getting angry thinking about buying <laughs> man. just thinking about buying um, don't like their public approach to this transfer saga I think it's funny I think it's funny don't think it's working for them <laughs> well I mean like when you've got the club endorsed journos not quite smashing it as well then you know not um, not a great look but um I mean what was Yuli Highness is saying some some funny stuff Oh how yeah, Kane needed to keep his word and stuff like that. Oh, he's like, oh, Tottenham have to sell. It's like, yeah. no, mm. they no, they don't. Explain to me, boss man. <laughs> it's not quite the we way we're not work. just the um, everyday Bundesliga side. Yeah. So, and if things um, continue to play out like like they have been, I'll, I'll be a very happy guy. It feels like they've had their pants pulled down by five English clubs this summer. Us with Kane, um, Arsenal and West Ham with Rice. Man City with Walker and even Brentford with David Rea and I don't want to talk about that much no more. no Cause no 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 yeah he's going don't know what you're talking about um, yeah which is you know it's always nice when these elite clubs get their comeuppance in some oh, sort of way or form because you know so Bayern good. have been you know they've been uh, poaching the best talent in the Bundesliga for as you know as, as long as anyone can can tell and they've won the league god how many knows you know times on the on the bounce so you can do the Paul Merson thing about Marco Silva winning <laughs> Olympiacos win the league 101 years ago it'll be going 100 years that's Bayern Munich hey, I'm not as bad as Paul Merson surely like I don't have those opinions Merson's a bit more of an oracle nowadays he gets, a lot, oracle. Of, he gets a lot of stuff right now hmm. yeah I'm not sure Marco Silva sorry I'm, I'm completely <laughs> derailed I mean you don't need much anyway but no sorry about that's that that's okay Marco Silva, you'd be good at Spurs. Is that where we were at? No, no, we no. Weren't. Okay, right. this isn't February. Mitrovic, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't work. No, Mitrovic was in an article we wrote today actually about Spurs looking at other strikers, but I wouldn't think that there's much going in that. I think that would I wouldn't, be I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. Is what I would say. I wouldn't yeah. like. I wouldn't. Don't it's get fun walking red card. No, 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 no fancy. No. Fair enough. Well, mm. why don't we leave that behind and talk about some Barcelona? Yeah, let's go to Barcelona. Because, um, I mean, 4-2 in the end, but it um, didn't really feel like that result, well, result-wise it was 4-2, but performance-wise... <laughs> those are the facts. Yeah, <laughs> those are the facts. We can't get away from that, unfortunately. 
but performance wise um, they they bossed long periods of the game and like looked a lot more settled with what they were trying to do than maybe in those previous games yes. especially the first two well, that's the thing isn't it? like the in these friendlies the second string team have at times looked a bit more capable than the first team at which is odd considering like this, this is sort of the group of players who'd be thrown together for like an early Carabao Cup game and then they just get eliminated mm. for not you know and, and do so not really looking like they have any idea what they do. My first thought, I think Dan Kopech mentioned this on the Ton Away podcast um, yesterday. And my thought was, do you remember the conference league games on the Nuno where he literally did mm. just replace the eleven players? Oh yeah, and he said it. Yeah, he just yeah, said, it, yeah. yeah right, there's two teams. There's a Premier League team. There's a Conference League team. Mm. And he wondered why it wasn't working. Why we were losing one 0 weight of a test. Why he had to bring on Kane and Son at home to NS Mora because we, the first team couldn't do the job. Why Spurs lost one 0 away at Pacos de Ferreira in the playoff round. Oh god, yeah. Not a very good time, <laughs> but again, coaching. Wow, what an idea. What a concept. Um, yeah, it was it was it was lovely to see actually. Uh, Ollie skips getting some getting some flowers with his goals, mm. charging into the box like we've seen throughout the summer friendlies. Yes, because it's been something that hasn't gone unnoticed. He has added that to his game. As I've said, I understand why Spurs are targeting Conor Gallagher. I don't know if that's his aggressive anymore, but I understand why he's been wanted by Spurs. If that's the profile that Postecoglou wants in midfield next to the playmaker in the mm. number six makes per- perfect sense but you know if we have an in-house solution that can just go to Barcelona a full strength Barcelona I should add that were actually tr- actively trying to win this game mm. and they were struggling and, uh, man. they were like, they could handle the, it go, apart from that early level goal which was sort of like Spurs were warming up they were you know <laughs> Reguilon <laughs> kind of leaves Sanchez a bit dry Sanchez doesn't know whether to come or go Poro and Dyer mm. dragged out a little bit from Lewandowski and then Vicario probably should have saved it because it hit he like got under his chest yeah, between his arms, so sort of scuttle through. Yeah, so on another day he saves that. So it's quite, it was quite a preventable goal. But from there, Spurs just played without fear. They weren't phased by it. They didn't really care, and deservedly went into the break two and up. Came out for the second half. First 20, 25 minutes, even thirty minutes of the second half, Spurs were just still bossing it. They just were not put off by Barcelona at all. I thought there were a lot of players who, even if they weren't having like massive impacts like Richardson for example he had I think a couple of shots which were blocked and then one that went over and he looked a bit kind of he was still coming back to fitness after he picked up a knock but he still put himself about he still made himself a proper nuisance he made life difficult for Kunde and Garcia mm. who I, I thought that they were, they were quite intimidated by him I think there's just the little things like that that he's ready to be competitive and then obviously you have the stand up guys like Sanchez who made a million goal-saving tackles and blocks. Yeah, he um he he strangely looked a bit more relaxed at the back. Sanchez, I'm Couldn't not really it. sure why, but like um that sort he sort of played like uh, the version we were hoping he might you know grow into over over the years when he yeah. signed five years or so. Because like that was you know sprawling tackling is always that was his big thing when he it came is, into yeah, like yeah. Uh, when he, when he played again uh, with the Tongan and Alvaro in that first season anyway he was sort of the legs. The sweeper about and sweeping up and doing that sort of doing that sort of stuff, but um, I've, yeah, like Richie was awesome. I think I think it's great that they they actually showed some real sustained goal threat as well. You know, without Kane and Son, because so so often in those second string games that we've seen, it's just you know players struggling to to create and then not really knowing what 
direction to go into but now they they seem to have been filled up with a bit more positivity in the approach Um, they don't have to worry about you know sticking rigidly to a game plan that is defensive and and uh, just doesn't get the best out of the attacking talents anyway Um, and I think that's that can be quite a positive uplifting thing for the for those sort of squad members you know who who will come into the team you know maybe if they get a 20 minute opportunity off the bench off the bench in a, in a prem game and they'll know like right there's actually a bit of an expectation for me to try and influence the game in an attacking sense and not just mm. shit house and clog and block and just see the game out so i think well i mean hopefully i think we sort of saw it with some of the players that came well we saw it with like perisic and richarlison and maybe mana solomon to a lesser extent um but they 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 looked like they were trying to influence the game in a bit more of a positive way and yeah. like when Lucas Moura did that in whenever he played in those games you know it was always a bit of a turgid watch so what <laughs> no I way wasn't wasn't uh, enthralled by his performance in the penalty shootout defeat to Colchester I must say huh? but it is what it is <laughs> don't remember that I don't remember that god yeah um, thought Eve Basuma good again Natural, yeah. looks way more natural in this team than Hoiberg does and I couldn't imagine Hoiberg having the kind of performance last night I thought Hoiberg in the end was actually going to get Shakhtar despite the the Hoofgate oh. thing but <laughs> I don't I don't think he could have done what Basuma did last night yeah. away to Barcelona a full strength Barcelona I don't, gone toe to toe with that such a gifted midfielder and just run rings around them basically yeah I don't think for this style anyway um, he's going to he's going to be able to be that DM at all I could see him like trying to if they, if they want to make him more of a box to box player that might might make more sense rather than just sticking him and he has the goal record for it. He does, yeah. Like he's got he's got a decent strike on him, and it's 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 just sort of maybe changing a mindset a little bit with that. But um, but yeah, Basuma was was fabulous again. Just the um, the ease with which he's comfortable, just taking the ball off defenders, uh, little shoulders like here and there, just to create room and get get the get the play moving. Um, he comes so deep as well like really into like the penalty box yeah. the deep to actually get on the ball and like find space and get Spurs play it um, obviously there was just a little sort of um, squeamish moment when he got injured and I was thinking oh don't don't get injured now yeah hopefully, start, hopefully that was just yeah just then you do start playing Hoybio in that first game and oh god if there's one thing you need for like Spurs might go to Brentford and lose whatever right but Let's not have. Oh, we're coming know, to that. Let's not. <laughs> but let's not have like important players missing. Yeah. Or people who will feature regularly anyway. You know. Yeah. Don't have to put too much pressure on. Yeah, there is this clip going viral of um, Spurs building from the back, and a lot of it is Basuma just basically just taking the ball from one width of the pitch to the other in the defensive third. But he has such confidence doing it. He is very comfortable. He's technically gifted enough to do it without hassle. And you just think. God damn, that's nice. Yeah, 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 and um, and I won't won't get too bogged down in the despair of last season, but he's definitely someone who could have um, impacted things a bit more had he been available and when he was available used a bit more intelligently. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think where he is now, he's in the perfect position to uh, to really have a have a positive impression on the Spurs team and actually sort of get back to his old Brighton self well yeah he seems very up for it you know I think I don't know if you've seen the post but he was wearing literal Tottenham boots last night oh really so he seems very into it you know he's 
doing all those Instagram posts saying how he enjoys going to training now and stuff. Yeah. So, a man reinvigorated. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Like, like, Ange must have had a word like early on, just being like, because yeah, I think you have to have a player like that just in every every top midfield mm. now. He, he's just totally comfortable dribbling, and you know, I do love saying dropping the shoulder, but he drops the shoulder like nobody else is. Uh, nobody else can. Like a Dumbley. Remember him? Yeah, but then he can like catch up with the ball afterwards. So. Oh, <laughs> just, genius! That's other, yeah, that, that's the other, the other, the other end of the spectrum, I suppose. Yeah. But um, speaking of bomber squad midfielders, Gio Celso playing his way back into contention. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you, you you know what his, his strengths are and what his weaknesses are a little. I know what his weaknesses are. <laughs> I can tell you that. Can he Not strike a ball God. properly? No. No. And yeah, somehow led to skips equaliser. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I mean... Like, yeah, if you miss a shot, someone else might score it. So. If you miss a shot and it turns into a great ball for a teammate, why not? He just runs like he's on his knees all the time and he can't strike a ball cleanly. But apart from that, decent little player. The only, yeah, the only problem I have with the cells is just him knowing when his job is done. That's the only problem, <laughs> you know. Just... Um, <laughs> Holding on to it for that little extra second too long has, has, has killed me in the past, and I'm sure it'll kill us in the future. But like, yeah. um, he's played quite a lot in preseason, and like, I think he'll get a lot of chances to, to play in, in midfield, whether it's as a starter or coming off the bench. Um, so I, I don't, I don't hate it, and you know, it won't be. I feel like when when he got like some praise in that in that Mourinho season, it was just sort of him grabbing the ball and then just sort of running and. Because he didn't really have too much else going. He didn't on. have to do a lot to get that praise. I'll say that. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember that, like yeah. Kane and Sod and everyone out injured, and it yeah. was just like, oh, Gio's got the ball. Oh, That's really good. He keeps <laughs> running, and he's wow. Like, don't don't bother passing it because there's no one else there. Everyone else is injured. <laughs> um, Truly dark days. Yeah, those were dark days. But like, if if he's if he wants to come in and, and play as the box to box player, then there there will be some shortcomings. I'm I'm sure. But like, he has he has. Uh, Standout attributes, you know, he's a nice little ratty defender, um, and like he can pick out a, a good pass every now and again. But yeah, he's he's not really the, the finisher you'd want as a as a no. box to box player. It's amazing all. that he got double figures of goals once. It's the same with Lamelo. When Lamelo joined from Roma, he came off back yeah. for like a fifteen goal season, and you watch his body of work, and you're like, got fifteen in yeah. one season. Yeah, never repeated the trick at all. It's like we got done very very easily there. Um, and it was for Betis as well. Yeah, and I feel like they might have. What are you saying? La Liga is not good enough. Finnish league. Yeah, Finnish league. Papiga. Well, Spanish league, but yeah. Wawiga. Wawiga. Wawiwi. Wawiga. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gone to the dogs, really. It has gone to the dogs, but um, we should talk Brentford. We should talk. Just, Brentford. just to show you up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I've been saying all day that I am in this state of double think where I am very excited for the new season I think that there is a real possibility that Tottenham surprised a lot of people in a really good right away especially if Kane does stay and yet I believe that Brentford are going to absolutely slap Spurs up on Sunday yeah um, it's it's not <laughs> this is one of the absolute worst games that a team going through this process could have because you saw it last year I was at Brentford for Man United nil with our Colleague Scott Saunders, Man United fan. Mm. Very enjoyable experience for me, I must say. Um, Brentford going forward to win at half time. Mm. Very good. But it was basically this kind of showcase of when a team is trying to move to a possession based brand of football 
and the kind of a team like Brentford who are so good at reacting to teams' weaknesses, who are so good at picking up on that, playing to their own strengths in order to combat those weaknesses. That was basically the worst case scenario. And I think there is a world where that happens against Spurs. I'm not saying Spurs lose 4 0, mm. but I, I do think that it has the potential to get a bit ugly. I think the counter to this will be I expect Spurs to create better chances than Man United did last year because Spurs have demonstrated that with Kane in the team, especially, this is a team that will always find a way to create chances. Madison, that link is there already. Son, he's saying he's playing without pain for the first time in a year. Kulusevski, like I said, starting to look like his old self again you imagine that we're going to find new ways to really be impressive and to create chances but mm-hmm. I remember Pep Guardiola once said that playing away at Burnley is like going to the dentist I think this is now something that can maybe be applied to Brentford in these big games because they now have such big game pedigree yeah and like you say they are really good at, at spotting teams weaknesses like I fully expect that like, I think Jan Visa will be playing instead of Ivan Tony or, or somebody like that um and Burma again. Burma, yeah. Sharda, like they've pace. Those, yeah, they've got those players who can exploit that little bit of. I mean, like, I don't know. Towards the end of last season, when 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 Spurs played Brentford, it was sort of that. That does seem like a much more of a potential, or it seemed like more of a potential shit show to me, just because Spurs were all over the place, and Brentford were. They've become that really efficient, um, not counter-attacking team. I don't think so, but when. When they get like a head of steam going, it's I, I do think they're one of the tougher teams. To streetwise, yeah, I think yeah they are a bit streetwise, but they're not suckers. That's the thing. I think they're just a bit more. They're just a bit smarter, and like they won't get sucked into a game plan like uh, like other sort of jobbing teams will. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're very flexible with their game plans because there was a big thing for the first half of last season that Brentford didn't win a game with which they had more possession, but then they won three or four, I think, on the spin towards the end of the season, and they figured out how to be more effective in possession like they were in the championship so I think that's one of their greatest strengths they can I expect them to be a counter-attacking team um, on Sunday I expect them to pump balls in behind for Mbembo yeah. and Wisser and Sharder and Lewis Potter and all these other quick guys yeah I think they'll look at because I think Adoji and Poro they, those two might end up being the fullbacks and well, regardless uh, I, of who I, plays I think, I think it'll be Emerson you think, yeah, I, don't yeah, th- yeah, I think he's lost yeah. trust already with Poro yeah no I can see that but I think yeah almost regardless of who plays fullback they're just I think that's going to be the obvious area that they just yes. go for and think well if, if either the right back or the left back is super high up then we can try and get in the space behind there yeah. we can try and attack the more defensive I don't know if it's Emerson or, yeah. the right or Davis or which is why I do think that Van de Ven might start because I think Postacoglu might prioritise just having that recovery pace over having someone who's familiar in where to stand in all these positions mm-hmm. and triggers and stuff because Brentford aren't going to have the ball we're going to have mm-hmm. the ball Brentford are going to put it over the top that's all you really need to worry about if it's 1-0 late on and Brentford start controlling possession a bit more and they I think Ben Shiller once said that playing there was like hell on earth basically just the way you have to defend if Brentford are chasing a goal if mm. that happens again maybe you can just take him out and you put another defender on instead who is more used to the system that we're going to try and play defensively so yeah I mean I, I would hope he, that he does start just because of the options elsewhere a little bit you know Davis playing centre back in a two is a, mm. is a little squeamish and not thrilled by it Sanchez. not no not thrilled by it I mean if it happens it happens they, they, I want to say his only competitive game in that in a back four in a centre back has been the League Cup one at Arsenal, I believe. Unless he did it at some point last season, did he not do it at, uh, in a Sherwood game at some point? He wasn't. <laughs> or maybe he wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. He was the first high on the pot, Jira. 
yeah. Which is ironic because Potts rarely ever used him. <laughs> yeah. Funny how things yeah, work, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm not keen to see him again there. I don't think it makes any sense. Um, I think just every other option just makes more sense from, from that point of view. I think if you're going to do it just for the sake of having a bit of experience, I would genuinely rather play Diet there. If you're doing it for pace, I'd rather play Tanches or Tanganga. Mm. If not, obviously Van de Ven. So I don't, yeah. think, I don't think there's any need for Ben Davis to be playing centre back. No, I think if he's there and available, then there's no real point in holding it up, is there? He's he's been signed as a starting mm. centre back, so just throw him in. Well, for that money, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Like, it's still like I forget all the time with euros and pounds, but it's still forty-three about 40 million pounds, million, it? yeah. which is around what we paid for Sanchez when we signed him. Which is that is weird looking back that with the best defensive record in the league. We had two obvious starting centre backs, and then the big marquee signing was a centre back. Another one, yeah. I think they, I, not even the best centre back at that team either. No, <laughs> which makes. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going into that. No. no, we can't. We can't get into that one. But no, I, I, I think they had sort of pinned hopes on this fella developing into, you know, somebody a bit better, and um, some poor manager choices haven't really helped. Yes, you know haven't helped with a, a, a playing style and you know he's so bad with the ball in his feet already that just <laughs> like bringing in Mourinho and then Conte probably wasn't the one to get the best out of him Mourinho targeted him in that Europa League final and then was it is it in the Amazon documentary that he goes up to him on the first day and says that he targeted him in the Europa League final oh, am I making that sure. up I swear maybe. I remember that happening maybe I, I, I am I spreading so. misinformation on the internet again <laughs> wouldn't be the first time I love it won't be the last I bloody love misinformation absolutely love it so I do I absolutely can't wait to spread information on the on the internet I need to, I need to clip up that the celebrity FIFA game with Adam Smith yeah, I can't wait it's my favourite it's my favourite comment okay should we talk a bit about <laughs> our predictions for the season ahead yeah let's do it let's okay do it. so I've got six categories don't have to think too much about it um, book fire yeah so who do you think Spurs best player is going to be you can do a pick with Kane you can do a pick without Kane or you can be you can just like totally zag and be like it's not going to be Kane if, even if he's here um, uh, I'll, prob- I'll go I'll go Madison I'll say James Madison even if Kane's here even if Kane's here okay. yeah why not alright idiot you know <laughs> bloody prat. yeah and you're boring well I think Kane, you're a bore I think if Kane's here you go here, to the library every day <laughs> That's what you do, mate. That's not true at all. <laughs> I think if Kane's here, then he'll win PFA Player of the Year. I think there'll be such a kind of sweeping narrative yeah. with how many goals that he scores well that it'll be like, this guy's done everything he can. He is clearly the best striker in the world. Yeah. Once and he gets like 48 goals or however yeah. many he needs to take yeah. that record. Then they'll start Then they'll start recognizing respect. Yeah. yeah, so I think we Kane. And if it's not Kane, I think the same as you. I think Madison is going to have a such a superb season playing in this system yeah. feeding the forwards that we have I think he's going to have so many assists and goals I'm really yeah I'm really hard I'm like, I've, I've liked him for a while like uh, I know that's the, he is literally just Ericsson he is he's, that yeah. is the, that's it's, the just, it's just the player that we need as well so I can just see him getting a lot of praise for you know basically just doing what he does yeah <laughs> probably not yeah. doing anything too transformative yeah. but actually um, just putting up decent goals and assist numbers that we've needed for yes. a while I mean, Kane would be the obvious one because he's just scored 30 goals and, you know, I just thought I'd say Madison out mm. of um, uh, just spontaneity. Well, you, you never know. Kane's only won the Player of the Year award for us two or three times. 
three times yeah, three yeah. times I mean there's a few that, that Jan won I think and then Sony probably got one so, when he Son's won three won the goal. I remember I tweeted this last year after Son won it again and there was this big kind of uproar like oh how come Kane doesn't want it so often it's like if you go back through the years mm. there's a couple of times where Kane was a bit hard done by it. like I think 17-18 Vertonghen won it and that, in hindsight, it looks so stupid yeah. because we everyone came out of that season thinking Kane was the best striker in the world, and it was like, no, let's give it to a defender. So yeah, I count that as a dub bad. for Jan. Um, All right, fair enough. <laughs> Idiots. Idiot. Um, up next, most improved player. Ah, oh, I mean, like, there's plenty in the running. <laughs> they were all crap at, last year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're all starting at a fairly low base. Um, uh, I'd, I'd say just for the, the disparity between between the seasons, potentially maybe someone like Romero. I think he was okay. pretty dire towards the uh, second half of last season. Anyway, I thought he was fine in like the first half, but it still had yeah. a sort of uh, the reckless abandon within him. You know, that he can go and go and do something a bit silly. Um, what? So, <laughs> so I, I'd say just out of a more. Uh, for, for more consistency I reckon he'd, he'd be someone in there okay um, the, uh, the rest of them is it's, I mean Basuma as well, well is probably that, a massive that, obvious one yeah that was the obvious one he's going to play so much I think yeah. and his, his influence on the team will be so pronounced and obvious that people that people will start thinking like this guy's a good player again mm. even though he's had like a year just away from our uh, away from our islands yeah I think there used to be like a properly unhinged Answer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a take for you, mm. and this could be this is something that could like it could fall flat within like hours of it might even fall flat like, before this podcast comes out. I might slap it down. Right, away. right. What if the argument for the most improved player is Hugo Lloris? <laughs> Vicario immediately crap. Lloris doesn't get <laughs> doesn't get a move away. Back in the lineup. Turns out that he's not finished after all. He's not finished. He's only twenty. Yeah. Um, I see it's a it's a bold statement. I'll give you that. Are you bu- are you are you buying my you. take? Are you buying <laughs> no, my take? Not at all. I don't <laughs> actually believe this. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that they, you know football's a strange game. It is a strange game, and I've seen plenty of um, goalies come back after I thought they were you know pretty much dead. Um, there are a few at Southampton that like, Kelvin <laughs> Davis is one of them. He just kept on rocking up like proper Ian Wright. I thought you were dead. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you was dead. Um, I, I'm not I'm not not a massive fan of the way that Hugo Lloris's Spurs career has ended obviously so if that oh happened, you, didn't, you didn't like him throwing the ball in the net every week do enlighten me I didn't think it was a great uh, choice to perform like that no every week no. I thought he might have chosen to you know lead by example a little better just didn't happen unfortunately no not a great sign yeah if uh, if I mean if, if he comes in and he's better than Vicario, I'm worried, obviously, but you know we'll we'll deal with that problem next year, I guess. <laughs> Vicario's still shite. Oh God, I think he'll be fine. I'm sure. He just looks like kind of distinctly average, which is an upgrade on last year. Yeah, it will be as long as he doesn't do anything over the top silly and isn't yeah. giving away goals. Then, and you know, I, I don't want to be watching him break his arm. All he has stupid. to do is not actively be crap. I'm not asking much. It's the problem we have a lot of Spurs players. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's always the issue we've had. It's just sort of like, why have you, why have you given the ball away in stop the that. six yard box there? Why, what are you doing there? <laughs> just, I just remembered the stop that Lascelles account. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we can't go into oh, that. No. Be, 
That'll be it. I mean, to the end of this year. Do you remember his corner at Everton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I opened the box. Uh, yeah, he's okay. a quality player. All right, he'll be he'll be back. He'll yeah, be he'll be back. back. Okay, best signing. Um, I yeah, I think Madison. Jimmy, I still think Jimmy. Still think Jimmy. Um, yeah, remind me of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tottenham and Cummings. This because there are others right? who feel right. who feel like new signings but aren't really new signings. There's others that feel like new signings, and then there's new signings which don't feel like new signings, new like Kuzevsky and Poro. Yes, but they're technically but the, new signings, but I don't technically. Think but I'm not counting them. So, um, Guglielmo, Vicario, James Madison, Manuel Solomon, Ashley Phillips, Mickey Van Der Ven, and Alejo Veliz. Yeah, I mean, unless Veliz is some sort of Gabriel Batistuta. Oh, that'd be nice. Regen. Here you go, Bayern. <laughs> yeah, you can have Kane. We'll have this absolute monster up front. It's I mean, I'm, I'm excited by that one just because, you know, Argentina strike, it'll probably be, you know, I feel like I've seen this one a million times already, but... <laughs> Why not? Let's let's see. You might have you might have some good uh, Franco minerals about him. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> not. Wigan legend. What, um, what a player he was, by the way. a player. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. But um, I mean, he's still like eighteen, nineteen, yeah. or whatever, isn't he? Still yeah. a very young man. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the, the obvious answer is Madison, but let's let's say Van let's Ven for say Ashley Phillips instead. <laughs> okay. No, nah, uh, he might be okay. in the pecking order. He might play some games this year. Not many, but he might. He play. might go straight yeah. up above uh, Darren Sanchez. Who knows? That'd be nice. <laughs> no, if I'm going to be Who shit, knows? I'm going to. I would prefer to be that without the same stuff again. Mm. So, yeah. No, I mean, unless unless one of those, I, I just don't really see a world in which Mana Solomon is the signing of the summer for us anyway. Um, how he can like get the game time? I, I don't know. I think Madison's quite a solid pick for that. Mm. Okay. Let's go best young player. Uh, what's the cutoff? Whatever you want it to be. If it makes you, you feel young, mm. you know, how old are you again? 30? <laughs> Stop looking at my grey hairs, <laughs> all right? That's the only thing that makes me look older. Um, Doji's like 22, isn't he? Or maybe Doji a bit younger? He is 20. He's 20? All right, I've got that one completely mind. wrong. Um, yeah, you but. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with him then. Why, okay. Yeah, I think uh, that's quite a quite a decent uh, option. I mean, the other one might be Oli Skip if he's not um, thirty. Yeah, um, he was born thirty, and if he, he does sort of yeah look a bit Benji about him, doesn't he? Um, but if he starts scoring goals, and I think people will mm. start rating him a bit more league wide. Yeah, um, which I don't really care about, but um, you know, it'd be good for him and his confidence if he starts actually. Yeah. scoring goals and isn't just doing the, the Conte side to side role that's the I've seen a lot of people thing. workshopping Pape Sar stuff I'm not as high on him as I am I, yeah, I, I, think, mean, I think he's fine yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go out of I wouldn't put my neck on the line now and say like this is going to be a breakout season but you know you never know he's got that trait where this is going to sound completely and utterly unhinged mm. but he has that trait where even when he's not in like total control of the ball, like it's like bouncing, he's able to like maneuver his body so that he can control it properly. Now the list of players that I have that have that trait mm. were Moussa De- Dembele, Tongi Ndombele, other guys like Yaya Toure, Patrick Vieira. But you're gonna like this one. There's a player at Brighton who has mm. this, who I believe has this trait as well. If you want to take a guess, it it's, it'll be the last person you think. <laughs> uh, it's something that I'm, I'm pretty sure you forgot this person existed. Like Dennis and Dav. 
Joe no. Veltman. No. Um, Plays even less frequently than that. Midfielder. Uh, Dale Stevens. Bloody. Uh, what year is this? <laughs> Adam Lalana. No, keep going. Uh, further down. Further down. James Milner. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> no. Um, Jakob Moda. Oh, of course. Her, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Mike, yeah, yeah. He just, he's just been absolutely ravaged by his Yeah, it doesn't sound like much very You might not him, be back but, in that. But he, I remember seeing him but a few yeah, times no, and being like, huh, that's, that's a really cool way to control the ball. Yeah, kind of gangly, just, you know, sort of taking it in stride. Yeah, just like, just like manoeuvres himself so the ball isn't getting out of his possession, no one can kind of get a foot in. Yeah. But I think Star has that. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I like Pape. It'd be nice to see him fill out a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's just long and slender, isn't he? Yeah, that's that's the only worry I'd have about him. I feel like I could barge through him pretty easily. Yeah, and I'm just an overweight five foot nine yeah. tech guy. <laughs> so yes, yeah. Okay, ideal but realistic late or January window transfer. Um, well, what position do you think would would you like to strengthen right now? What position? Oh, that's a that's a this is tricky one. I probably would like. I'd want like another goal scoring midfielder to be honest. I think, even if like that's to a detriment of the defense and having another defender because I just feel like we're going down the. Um, well, I feel like it's more of a detriment to guys like Scar and Sar and Skip. Scar yeah, it would be. That, I mean, it's only because I'm I'm not entirely. I think they they're good players. It's just you, you're not entirely sure. Who do you want, Conor Gallagher? <laughs> I don't know. For you, my friend. I mean, like, I mean, like, actually, I don't care about the fee. I don't know what I was thinking about that. But like, it's, it's a proven um, sort of uh, record of, of like goals anyway, or having that knack of arriving late. Mm. Um, I, th- I think like, sure, La Celso being in the team is, is cool, but like, he can't finish, so you know he can play, and but that's obviously a, a negative against him that he won't fill in that bit, and then. Well, we, we can be we can be high on Skippy because he scored twice at Barcelona. Yes, and he's you know that's stocks have never been higher. We can just, <laughs> we can just imagine that that'll happen. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not really sure who 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 I'd like. Um, maybe just get Busquets from into Miami. Oh, you bloody love Busquets, don't you? Mm-hmm. Dreamy, dreamy plan. You know he has so much time on the ball. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you know. Talk about I a drop on the yeah. shoulder. You know, Jude, if you watch the game, you don't see Busquets. But if you watch Busquets, you see the game. You do see the game. You know who said that? Luis Aragonés. <laughs> I don't know. Some Vicente guy Del Bosque. It's one of them, I think. It's a very faux intellectual thing. Oh, say. yeah, 100%. So I know all of them. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we know. Oh, we yeah, know. yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure on the, the late transfer. You're, you're, you're the geezer. Who's 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 in your notebook? Ninety mil on Matoma. Matoma. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm so in. yeah. Let's I'm go. So in for it, obviously. Um, I'm all in. I don't know. I, I feel he. I do feel like he's a bit Kulisevsky though, in True. the way they sort of run and the way they create chances. I mean, he's. I mean, Matoma's a. Actually, I don't know if he is that unique compared to him. I know he has a thesis or whatever in dribbling. But I don't know if that makes him <laughs> more unique. Yeah, it just makes him a nerd. <laughs> Get a life. Um, oh, he's, he is a fabulous player, though. Mm. Matoma. I can't, I can't really speak highly enough of him. I can see why Postacoli wanted him a Celtic. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'd like that one to happen, eventually. 
but it's just if Brighton just get pissed off by everyone asking for their players eventually and we're too late hopefully you know he's still there by the time we go back in yeah mm. whatever okay we're, we're <laughs> with um, predicted Premier League finish uh, what did you have in your predictions where did I have mine in um, I think I had them like 6th or 7th um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that as a sensible guy okay do you want to, tell, want to tell the world who you had third yeah Newcastle third bloody shill <laughs> Um, let me let me get my thing up before I think it was because um, I don't know I, d- I don't really feel the the need to be won over by Manchester United and their summer business to put them higher than fourth or third I think Arsenal were my lock in for second behind City I put Arsenal first by the way you put Arsenal first and I'm I'm the shrill <laughs> I'm so- sucking <laughs> up to the enemy <laughs> I guess we both are really I mean, it just depends perspective and all that yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I I I I would love nothing more than Newcastle to have a, a big old um Calypso Collapso season. Big class, I really. I think it's I think I, I I'm sort of feeling it in the air at one of those clubs and you know, I feel like Spurs have had a few too many recently for it to be them. So I think, you know, we could have a little bit of a meltdown somewhere. Mm. Um and you know, my usual hunch does go towards Manchester United with these sort of things. Some people, you know, they're telling me that it's different now. I'm not... <laughs> not Why is it different this time, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Because they could be 10th by about December and he could go. But it'd be different for some reason. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I've put Newcastle that high. But yeah, you should I be. think um, m- maybe I was mentally scarred by that. Was it 5-1 or 6-1 in six, the end? 6-1. Six, six six one. One. It was 5 at 20 minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay. Maybe they've just battered me and yeah. I'm, I'm just a cuck at maybe. this point. <laughs> I can't rule out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got well, why don't you explain your choice to put Arsenal first on the Tottenham podcast? Well, I think that they've had the best summer window out of any of the other teams. I think Man City basically completed football last season and won't have that same edge. I know people saying, oh, they could be the first team to win four Premier League titles in a row or the first team to do the treble back-to-back, but I don't think that matters enough as much as mm. what they did last season. And I think Arsenal were just really hungry to get over that hump. I don't think they'll be very good in Europe if that's any consolation, mate. Because Arteta's European record is very you crap. You love Arsenal, don't you? I do not love Arsenal. <laughs> I just think you they have a very right good you. goalkeeper. <laughs> um, got two, yeah, well, Aaron Ramsdale is fab. I wasn't talking not about sure it. about the other one. The other one, I'm not. Spurs didn't even want him in the end. So <laughs> I could keep it. I'm predicting Spurs to come fifth. Yeah. And I think there is a world. And that's enough for Champions League. So It might be enough <laughs> for Champions League. It might be. We have to wait and see kind of hinges on Arsenal doing well in the Champions League which I don't expect them to do like I said so you never know I, yeah no I think that first season back in for those sort of clubs is always really difficult mm. like so yeah they could go out quite early doors yeah um, I wouldn't be that surprised but um, yeah I mean like annoyingly Declan Rice is a really really good footballer yeah um, shame isn't it I, I'm slightly you know I'm, I'm slightly uh, confused that you think Kai Havertz is going to score 30 goals didn't say um, that did I <laughs> well not, not online um, didn't say that offline did I uh, I think I heard it somewhere maybe someone else said it it was not maybe. me I'm going to shoot you yeah but um, yeah I, 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 there is a world I could see Arsenal winning the title win okay okay let's, let's not talk about that let's, huh? let's end this podcast instead okay you're away next week aren't you yeah, I'm, I'm going to Albania. So why Albania? 
uh, a very excitable mate of mine um, found out that it's some sort of cultural hotspot or <laughs> oh did he yeah <laughs> or or sleeping uh, or slept on holiday destination under the radar yeah sort of a Croatia vibe apparently okay so it's going to be very hot okay you go you go enjoy that I'm on the holiday the week after so so we're I might well I might I might draft in someone next week and as a replacement for you. I like to do from time to time. I can send someone from the agency if you like. No, that's uh, all right. We just have, I'll st- do, I'll we have do stout. No, know, no, stout no, five foot fine. ten fellas that no, we just send fine. around the no, place. Don't, they all don't, have half cooked opinions no, on top of them no. that you could use. That's okay. We're fine. I'll find someone. They're a little bit depressed as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find. I'll find someone. All right. Okay. I'll find someone. Well, the office there. And you can find someone the week after when I'm in Bulgaria. Just give me the specs and all. <laughs> you going to Bulgaria? Mm. All right, we're some weird traveling fellows, but yeah. makes me nice there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, thank you for listening, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed. If you haven't subscribed and left rating, please do. It helps us a lot. And we'll see you sometime in the future. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday because you're. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.